Is your money working for you? The best way to hedge volatility and inflation is investing in commercial real estate with Reef. That's rreaf.com backslash investor. Skip the crowdfunding sites and invest directly with Reef. Reef owns and operates each investment, cutting out the middleman and providing investors with exclusive off-market deals. There is no better time than the present to explore our lucrative portfolio of commercial real estate. Open to accredited investors only. Visit rreaf.com backslash investor. Ralph Mason Gill is a best-selling author and award-winning advisor. He's a coach, a marketing expert, business consultant, and public relations strategist. And we're excited to have him join us on today's Big Blend Radio Show to talk about one of our favorite topics. What is that, Nancy? Oh, just get ready for the change. The change will happen no matter what. We're, we're in the industry of publishing, and all I know is we had to change from print to being online, and now we're digital magazines. I mean, it, you have to keep evolving. Otherwise, our audience, like you guys, wouldn't dig it, right? Now we're radio, too. So we've had to embrace a lot of change, and that's what he's talking about. And that's the key focus of his new book. It's called Conquer, Change, and Win, an easy-to-read fun book on the serious subject of change. It is a serious subject, and it's good that he makes it fun because a lot of us have that fear part. It's like, oh, my gosh, we have to change. Oh, my gosh. But once you have to change, like, like you really just have to embrace it. So it's available on Amazon.com, Conquer, Change, and Win. But I say go right to his website, ConquerChangeAndWin.com. Welcome to the show, Ralph. How are you? I am terrific, Lisa. Everything couldn't be better, and I, I just uh, can tell the gentleman that was on right before you that he doesn't have to go to a, a haunted house to find fear. It's all over the world. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. <laughs> but, wait, but wait, now you're in the Great Smoky Mountain area, right, of Tennessee? We are. We can't it's wait. a beautiful place mm. down here. We can't wait to get there. Nancy and I are on this quest. We just came back from being on the road for three years nonstop um, on a quest to visit and cover all 413 national park units. And the Great Smoky Mountains, were, that's still on our list to get yeah. to. We realize this is a lifelong quest because we're, like, covering the communities and the parks. So, yeah, mm -hmm. are you It's, where, a, it's where? a beautiful place, and it's well-maintained. The, the National Park Service does a super job. So... Cool. It's interesting to me. You're out there in this beautiful land, and yet you've, I mean, I was reading your resume and your bios, and it's like we could spend three hours talking about that. I mean, 850 awards. You've done a lot in the marketing and PR world. And when we talk about fear, like that word, mm. like embrace the fear and hug the monster, right, um, and change. I mean, when you're in the PR and business and, and marketing world, isn't that pretty much like a day-to-day -day thing that you have to deal with is change. Absolutely. And, and again, the thing that lots of folks forget is change is constant. It's always happening. I had a, mm -hmm. a, a friend, Bob Gallagher, who puts it this way, change is indeed constant except from a vending machine. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> I love that. And can That's we get those really, out of schools, by the way? That's funny. Yeah, as we talk about that. No, you know, what, is, what is our resistance to change? Is it really fear or is it lazy? 
Oh. Uh, no, it's not really uh, laziness. Uh, resistance mm. to anything is a form of fear and anxiety. Uh, it could be numerous things, but it comes under the general subject of fear and anxiety. Hmm. So do you think that that even happens, like if you hire someone into your staff and you think they're lazy, it is really just that. At the end of the day, that is what it is. It's like I don't really know where I'm going and maybe not good leadership to help them. Well, I'm not saying there aren't lazy people, but generally speaking, that's not the reason. Uh, Fear can absolutely make you do nothing. You can indeed freeze, and it doesn't have to be just a physical freeze. You could mentally just, I just lost it for a moment. And you say, I don't know why. Well, it could be because of fear. Mm. And all change always causes some form of anxiety, anger, stress, or fear. Always. It never fails to do that. Always. And change happens all the time. I think it's interesting when you look at a leader of a company and when they freak out, it's like you know that something's going wrong, like if they have to make cuts in something or the business has to change. So when Mm -hmm. the business has to make a change, here comes the thing where people automatically think that, okay, my job is gone, but maybe not. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, there's. It may be just have to, you have to shift focus because the world is changing, like we're saying, right? Like we had to go well, from you know, print to online. It doesn't mean everyone gets, loses their job. It means that we have to change. And so a leader can't panic. They need to be assertive and embrace it, right? So that's a, that's a thing that I think is important about what you talk about in your book. Well, it's true, and you do lead by example. And uh, the the main thing is to keep the people informed. Let them know exactly what's going on, when it's going to happen, and what you mm. expect to happen when that particular part of the change takes place. They need to be a part of this process. And once they become a part of the process, they feel like they have some control, and they do, over what's happening, and that alleviates a lot of unnecessary fear. Mm. You know, that's so true, because a lot of companies, it's like on a need-to-know basis, and they mm-hmm. let you know that when is. they're ready to let you know, and office well, gossip is horrendous, and everybody well, gets Well, that's a big out. mistake. I, I, that's, a, that's not a leader. That's somebody who is is just the head of a company. Oh, well, that's well that put. That was good. I love that. <laughs> that, was, that was a good, that's just. Wow, you're, you're I just, didn't write that one. So, no, so they basically have a placard, <laughs> you know. Absolutely. Well, I've seen it happen many times. Uh, and there are such unfortunate companies that, uh, and most of them are not existent anymore, and for that very reason. You know, you know quality, quality and, and security only flow down from the top. Mm-hmm. Well, so we so if, it's talk not, about the if it's not then. quality <laughs> at the top, if it's not quality at the top, the probability is huge that it won't be at the bottom. 
So what happens True. if you're in a company and you kick butt? I mean, you're awesome at your job, and you can see changes coming, and you embrace mm-hmm. change as an employee. Like, let's mm-hmm. get into the marketing side, and maybe you're in an advertising agency, which you understand all about that, and you see, okay, mm-hmm. the Internet's changing. We're going social media. And and then mm-hmm. the head of the company is like, no, we need to keep to these values of this is how it is. Well, okay, mm-hmm. one value has always stayed constant. Content is king. Good quality content is king. Engaging content mm-hmm. is king, right? That, I think, mm-hmm. has probably been one thing that stays the same. So modems change and, and how we use it and, and outlets change. But you'll have someone who goes, okay, social media is how, how we have to do it. And then you have the person on top going, no, no, that's not how we do things around here. We haven't done that for years, and we're not going to get into that. That's for teeny boppers. And so how does that person underneath now affect change above, or should they move on? Without trying to sound silly, first of all, they do it very carefully because Mm -hmm. it's not their company. But the other thing that they do is they point out advantages. Mm -hmm. What people don't understand, especially about social media, is that the demographic is not uh, uh, 8 to 18. Uh, The demographic runs from 8 to 68. Mm-hmm. Uh, you look at Facebook, the average Facebook person is somewhere between 24 and 35 years of age. That's an average. That's not a mean. So, again, folks have some folks have a wrong concept of what social media talks to. They talk to people who buy every day something. That's Exactly. So no matter what, it's a speaking wagon. But how in the company, so the person in the company looking to talk to their bosses and saying, we need to move forward, we need to make a change instead. So when we're talking about someone being at the top of the company saying, and they're not being effective in change, but if you're underneath the chain, like you're under the chain of command, you've got to turn Mm -hmm. around and basically start pitching it right to them saying, we need to make these changes. But you have to say why. You have to say why. Do the... It's, it's about, you to want to talk about the results of what mm-hmm. you're suggesting, not what you're suggesting, because that is not nearly as intimidating to the boss. Boss, the what if we could get 10% more customers and get them in the next two years? Would that be of interest? Well, <laughs> yes, great. it would. Well, there's a couple of ways we can do that, and and here are six examples of companies who did what I'm about to suggest. And they're all, uh, frankly, ahead of us right now. Ooh. Well, what is it? Well, it's it's a relatively new media. Uh, It's called social media. It's advertising and marketing in a different way. Cool. I like this. And that, and that's that's in a language that he can understand. We must always talk to the individual in their language. If they do not understand the language we are speaking, we should just say nothing. 
Oh, well, that's a really good point because, yeah, you know, wow. because we work a lot in, in lots of different communities, large and small, and you really definitely mm-hmm. have to talk differently to um, a big city person than you do a small town person. Sure yeah. you do, and rightfully so, because they have yeah. a different psyche and they have a different yeah. language. But yeah. that's and just smart, that is just smart communication. And that's part of, I think that's a big part, and you talk about that in your book too, uh, Conquer Change and Win. But what was it that got you to write about change? What what gave you that spark of this is something I have to write a book? Because it's an in-depth book. This isn't just going, hey, there's change and you've got to deal with it. <laughs> you know what I mean? You, you, you got well, pretty yes, with I, it. I, the, the whole idea came about when, when we had done the research and we found that 90% of the public in America has no clue about change. They know it exists, but they really don't know anything about it, and they really do not know how it affects them on a daily basis. Change changes people every day just because it's change. And that is mm. something that's... that's that most folks don't understand all change causes some form and it could come in in many different ways always creates some form of excitement fear anxiety it causes some feeling or emotion now we cannot change the emotions that change presents but what we can do and that's what the secret is to this whole process is to not change what we can't change but we can control completely our reaction to Mm -hmm. that emotion and to that feeling and that's what this does and once you know that learning about change is not that difficult but believing the premise of what it's truly all about, it is so simple that most folks just can't put their arm around it many times. Isn't that pretty close to what I would call a knee-jerk reaction? Somebody says something that you don't like or understand or is hurtful, and Mm -hmm. you immediately respond, and, you know, my grandmother, who was very wise, taught me to count to ten before you speak. I don't always live by that rule, but I should. Really? Yeah, really? <laughs> yeah. Um, but the the reaction to something that happens or uh, to something somebody says, if you took mm-hmm. ten seconds to think about your response, it mm-hmm. would be different than if you just respond. It would absolutely be. Again, every 82% of all good communication should be listening. Hmm. 82% should be listening. Hmm. Don't be thinking well, about what really I'm going to say for what he just said or what she just said. Listen to what they're saying pause and then if you feel 
that you have a need give a response to mm-hmm. what they just said. I think that's actually very, very true because, and, and also, at the end of the day, when you talk about pausing, listening to something mm-hmm. that you've got new news is coming around, we've got a new thing that's going to happen. Well, the change is also, like you said, excitement. You use that word. I want to, there's the fear part, but I remember when um, being in a company where I sold musical organs and taught mm-hmm. retirees how to play the organ and, um, then they would bring out a new organ. And the bringing out of the new organ caused a frenzy of new sales. It was the biggest deal. Mm-hmm. You have a promotion. It was it was a change from the normal pattern of business. And it mm-hmm. brought money in, period. And mm-hmm. no matter what, the customer was excited because they were tired of this organ. I wanted something that played this sound instead of that. And so that's really what you know and and I'm not going to go into that company very much cuz <laughs> many people will figure that company out and they didn't do some good practices that I learned later but but the reality was it was a it when I when I look at it is you have to change in business even just to keep your customers excited is your money working for you the best way to hedge volatility and inflation is investing in commercial real estate with reef that's com backslash investor. Skip the crowdfunding sites and invest directly with Reef. Reef owns and operates each investment, cutting out the middleman and providing investors with exclusive off-market deals. There is no better time than the present to explore our lucrative portfolio of commercial real estate. Open to accredited investors only. Visit com backslash investor. There is no better time than the present to explore the lucrative commercial real estate offerings from Reef. Visit rreaf.com backslash investor. Featured on Fox News, Wall Street Journal, Yahoo Finance, and many more. We're not a crowdfunding site. We own and operate all our properties. Come see why thousands of individual investors have decided to trust Reef with their real estate investments. Call us today with any questions. Hedge market volatility with Reef. Open to accredited investors only. Visit rreaf.com backslash investor. You know, are you going to do something new? You keep doing the same old, same old. But then at the same time, there's that balance of changing things with your customers because some customers don't want change. So there's that balance in business where you have to almost you have to you have to become the educator I think as as a um business yes person. you do you because you really do and 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 you you know the thing that some folks make a mistake of trying to categorize everybody into one group and that's mm-hmm. that's ridiculous on its face when you think about it right because uh the whole point here is that we are individuals, and we truly like to be treated just that way. That's right. And if the salesperson, the representative, can make that individual feel like you are special, and we want to listen to you, and then we want to give you exactly in spades what you're asking for. And once you do that, you've got a customer for life. But you have to be consistent. Oh, for sure. You can't See, do it one year and then skip a year. Right. Because folks yeah. folks have good memories. They do. But so it's an exciting and thing. And I, I've it. been studying change for 40 years. And in 40 years, there's been a whole bunch of change. And 
You know, I mm-hmm. don't believe in my 40 years of studying this, however, I'm, I've never expected as much change as I believe is going to happen in the next two weeks. So, no, kidding. Humble, I know. I mean, we look at the election. It's my humble I'm opinion. No matter who wins, it doesn't matter who wins, the Democrat or the Republican, there's going to be enormous change thrown in almost an avalanche mm-hmm. form at the whole United States. And, it's and we need to be levels. ready to handle it. So, so, and and so, there's going to be no matter who, what, and where. There's going to be an avalanche of expat communities, and Mexico is going to boom. <laughs> you know, all these different communities. Canada is going to get ready for a real estate boom. New yeah. Zealand. Bill Weir from CNN, right? He's he was filming in in um, New Zealand and hasn't even aired yet. And the the Prime Minister of New Zealand said that the last year, just over some people, I think it was Trump, sorry, um, just saying, (laughs) he said over these elections that their uh, visitorship and travel and relocation of home, people moving there, has grown in the last year directly because of our election this year. That it's like this is out of the ballpark, and it was all about our elections this year. So when we look at change, I mean, we're talking, that's a change of a family or a business deciding to leave this country. That's a big that's change. That's a big one. I mean, you have to face that head on. You can't just ignore, like, okay, that's a change. So and that is, would be based on fear. Fear. And, uh, well, and then it could be anything. It, it, could be, uh, it could be anything from uh, religion to uh, mm-hmm. uh, type of government uh, to corruption to whatever. It can be yeah. any of those things. But, but moving to a different country is about the same change as you're going to see in this country for those of us who stay here. That's very it's going to be yep. that big. It's going to be that big. And and if you listen to any of the prognosticators, you will hear that clearly. They won't say I, it directly, but that's what they will say. I mean, it is changing, and media is changing. I mean, the journalism has changed through this. I mean, already so many things have changed. Mm. I wanted to touch on, in your book, you call the 20-50-30 rule. You, ha- you, you have a yes. whole chapter uh-huh. dedicated, and then it flows through the rest of the chapters as well. So what mm. is the 20-50-30 rule? We always have the 80-20. Now, now it's the 20-50-30. We've got to change rule here. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're not exactly the same rule, but the uh, that rule is all about resistance to change. In mm. any group, any group that you come up with, generally speaking, you will have 20% of the people that will go along with any change. You will have between 50 and 70% that will be sitting on the fence, so to speak. They're not sure. They could go either way. They may want to think about it a little more, but they're not positive. And then you've got 30% that are absolutely against that change, no matter what you do or no matter what you say. And Mm -hmm. the unique thing about this is that it's been proven over and over again 
I'm talking about this rule's been around for 60, mm-hmm. 70 years. Nothing new about it, but I'm trying to revitalize the whole concept simply because it it is so much easier to deal with people and communicate correctly if you just ignore the 30% that are trying to resist. Go with the 70%. If you'll take a look at any election in the United States in the last 50 years, the most person the most any person any politicians ever got ever gotten is about 72% of the vote that was a complete total landslide mm-hmm. and that's exactly what you get with the when you go with the 20 and the 50 <coughs> wow you get 70% that's and that's well, all you need there are people, they're died in stone, they're never going to change their mind. And we've seen some interviews on TV from different candidates talking to different people. Sure. And, 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 there, and you can see it doesn't matter what the candidate has done or said, mm-hmm. whether they're pro or, or against, they are not going to mm-hmm. change their mind. They just, and it's, you could say that your new candidate that you are for has now decided to behead you. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's okay. And, yeah, and, and again, you're just beating your head against a brick wall, and yeah, you're causing no you're causing a form of chaos when mm-hmm. when you when you allow the resistors to have a voice because they're not there to be a part of the group. They're there mm-hmm. to get their way and to talk and scream about their opinion. Wow, that's so true. I mean, it, it really mm-hmm. is. When you when you it think about true. all the boards and, I mean, we so what do you do? What do you do? Board, you yeah. just resi- you, you just you ignore that whole group, and go mm-hmm. with the winning seventy percent. I like that. Yeah, at least they have a mind and they can think. Absolutely. Yeah. That's it's just it's like you got to get your mind around that. I mean, it's like you have to sit and think about it well, because uh, because where, wherever there's an offense, there's going to be a defense. Mm-hmm. Where there's a defense, there's going to be an offense. Otherwise, the two sides don't exist. So it may mm-hmm. it makes sense. It makes sense. If if mm-hmm. you push somebody, they're probably going to push you back. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like mm-hmm. that. It's like those butting heads. Yeah, it, it, it works of, every time, and, yeah. and the, the 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 bad thing is, and I mean it in a positive way, mm. if I can say it that way. The 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 situation never changes; it yeah. always is about twenty, fifty, thirty, and mm. it's been proven mm. over and over and over again. The bad, sad thing is, people just cannot believe it. It's so simple that they cannot believe it, and they lose their leadership edge. Oh, wow. You know, it's, and it's really true because even if, let's say, two people are arguing, and they're both like mm-hmm. dynamo on their side, they argue, argue, mm-hmm. argue. One might appear to have won the argument, but the one mm-hmm. walking away still believes what they believe. Right. Well, we were they're chatting, we were chatting with a lady on our show last Sunday, and she said when she got into her position, and it was a high-ranking 
city position with Los Angeles, and she said, well, uh-huh. someone gave her the advice that when you step in here, you need to remember that 10%, no matter what you do, at least 10% uh-huh. of the people will not agree or believe and will pretty much be against what you have to say, no, no matter, matter what. what. Right off the bat, just remember that. Yeah. And I think mm-hmm. that's a, it's, it's, it's similar to what you're saying. We've got different percentages, but it is mm-hmm. at that point you have to remember there is the groups of, you know, you're, it, it's like we almost can group people into what they're going to believe or not believe in some ways. I'm not trying to generalize or racial profile or anything like that. But it is about mm-hmm. you understand, like, if you're talking to someone, you can kind of say, okay, this person's more on this side. They're more they're, And you're right. If you can communicate and listen to what they're saying, the listening part is key. Because mm. then you that's know the what's happening. 82% side you're on. should be listening, and that's how you discern what side they're on. Are they for this? Are they uh, on the fence, so to speak? Are they undecided? Or are they going to resist? And you ignore the resistors, and they die for a lack of a project. Oh, I like that. that's cool. Oh, that's cool. Well, it's true, because if nobody's listening to them... Then they just hang themselves in the end. You know, I remember when Oprah decided that she could have the Ku Klux Klan on her show. She was sorry afterwards, because she decided she gave them a platform. She didn't change her mind. She gave him a platform, and she was sorry for it later. Mm-hmm. So, I well, mean, that's kind of what you're saying. It is exactly what I'm saying. And, and again, uh, sometimes we get, we believe that we we can do more than we can do. Yeah. We can win with 70%. And, we, again, let me go back to that analogy of a landslide in anything, Mm -hmm. is to win by 70%. Yeah. And that is a landslide victory for whatever the subject may be or whatever the cause is. And people need to understand that. You don't have to have 90%, 82%, or whatever. You just need 70 and you have a landslide. And and it's about Mm. choosing your battles, too. Yes, it is. You're absolutely right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I'm hot-headed, and someone had to take me aside and say, like, really, this is your big battle. Why are you fighting with a little battle just because he irked you? You know, (laughs) in a political thing. You know? Well, that's what they were talking about. I mean, it really is. And if it's any (laughs) consolation, you're not the only hothead on this line. Yeah, well, no, said, no not, this is true. I think we got three of them here. I know. Yeah. No, because it's you get passionate about what you you feel and well, of believe. Of course, and you think do. that's and why I have to swallow what you say. I feel like I take a deep breath, and then you go like, okay, listen. There's a pathway here. You can take this path, or you can sit mm-hmm. like you're saying, knock your head against the wall, and I ain't doing that because you know I'm it's blonde, and then people will just say it's because I'm blonde, and I'm not doing that. But no, I think this is. I mean, it's it's a, it's a great book that people can grasp, and like you say, well, have fun with. Well, thank you very much. It, it's, we don't want to keep a, hitting our head. Right, <laughs> and and again, I I worked extremely hard to make this book fun. There's a lot of humor in it, as you ladies know, and and mm-hmm. uh, I I wanted to make sure that it was in no way an academic paper. I wanted it no. to be written in in a way that. We could all understand it and and enjoy the trip and enjoy the journey. 
I I love it, and I think it's something for everyone to read all ages, quite frankly, um, need to embrace this. And um, it's not just a business book. This is a book for life as well. Um, and, and so, Ralph, when we get up to the Smoky Mountains, you're going to come have tea with us? Or I wine? would love to do that. You let me know, and I promise I will. In fact, I might even, just because it's you special ladies, I might have a little East Tennessee moonshine. Oh, no, Ooh, we're there. All right. We then. might be speeding up our trip. You do know that. We love our moonshine. You do know that. We, we actually well, are I'm a just, hotel one. I'm just telling you what I've heard and what I can do. Oh, well, <laughs> well then our PR is working. <laughs> we love moonshine. Louisiana, the one hotel lady says, you need to go downstairs at this time. As part of the movie that you're making, you need to go downstairs. I'm like, why? She says, you need to go down there. It's a brand hotel, so I can't say because I can't. Because. And it was in Louisiana. <laughs> I can say that much. We go downstairs, and the guy that's serving beer and wine to the customers, he goes, and now I got my moonshine. And he brought out moonshine, and here he is with his brand badge, you know, and everything. And, and people were buying moonshine and getting on airplanes and flying out with this moonshine. I don't know how they got it through, <laughs> if they got arrested. I wanted to follow that story. It was but it was great. good, and he went out to his car and got these little jars of moonshine out. It was one of the mm-hmm. best things on our tour of parks. So I was fun. like, there's he had banana tasting cherry. They had, he had cherry every flavor mm-hmm. of moonshine. Mm-hmm. No, so so well, we haven't I, I had. Have, we have. Go ahead. I have more good news. The yeah. Tennessee legislature, in its wisdom, has officially made moonshine a legal drink to consume within the state of Tennessee, and you can now buy moonshine in liquor stores. Well, we'll be there real soon. We'll be there soon, but we want to have your moonshine. We're interested in your moonshine, We we could fix that up. I I have a a good friend who, uh, let's see, understands the art. How's that? Oh, I like that. I like that a lot. We like that. Rye whiskey, rye whiskey. (laughs) Ralph, thank you so much for joining us. We've got to run out of time here, but everyone, conquerchangeandwin.com. That's the website to go to. The book by Ralph Mason Gill is Conquer, Change, and Win, an easy-to-read, fun book on the serious subject, and we endorse that. Thank you so much. All right. My pleasure. Come see us. See you soon. All right. Take care. (laughs) Bye-bye. morning yet deal how about now or now because morning time is mcdonald's breakfast time and that's the best time of all the times wake up with a little splash of sweetness get any size iced coffee from caramel to hazelnut to french vanilla for just 99 cents until 11 a.m price and participation may vary cannot be combined with any other offer 